out there. Nobody tackles. Just grab it, everybody. Grab, grab, grab. Nobody tackles. The Packers and far back to throw his first round. In trouble. It's going to get there. He turned 32 yesterday. Does he have a vintage moment in it? In the end zone, it is caught for the win! What's up, everybody, and welcome to Average Cheese. I'm Dale Lobel, alongside my co-host and longtime friend Todd Widener, and we are Average Cheese. We offer a unique perspective and entertaining conversation on what we love to talk about more than anything, the 13-time world champion Green Bay Packers. You can talk to us or find us on Twitter at avgcheese, and you can also get a hold of us at email at avgcheese at gmail.com. we got a great show planned for today with a lot to talk about, so sit back, crack a cold one, and join us. Welcome to episode two, Who's In and Who's Out, our discussion about NFL free agents that have signed or have left the Green Bay Packers. Uh, before we get into our topics, though, we have questions with friends. We have a, a emails from an email question from Mike from Tosa. Do you want to answer it? I pull it up and read it to you? Yeah, if you can pull it up, sure. All right, I'll see if I can pull that up. So Mike from Tosa asks, do you think the Packers picked Jordan Love to screw over teams like the Patriots and others? I'm going to say no. I don't think the Packers at this level would, would waste a first-round pick and just try to hoard a quarterback or to try to screw over another team. I think it's more like it's more of a fantasy football move than anything else. I, w- I wouldn't say so. I, I think with the implications of like re- replacing Aaron Rodgers – they would never do something like this. Yeah, I have to agree. I mean, if in fantasy football you try to stack guys and have a guy in case your other guy doesn't work, but it's the NFL, so I don't think that's happening. I do think, though, that they moved up. They thought someone was going to draft Jordan Love, clearly. They thought they had to move up in order to get Love before someone else picked him. So there is something with that. Yeah, someone hit the panic button for sure. Uh, the other thing Mike says is, an hour is a really long time. Can you shorten your episodes so I want to listen more? I'll answer this one. Well, thank you, Mike from Tosa. I do suggest you take some sort of Vivance or Adderall for your ADHD, and maybe you would be able to focus for an entire hour. But that yeah. said, I have put, I've broken our last episode into pieces. So if you go to anchor.fm slash average cheese, you can listen to just... Jordan Love or just A.J. Dillon or whatever. So it's broken into segments. Hopefully, if I do that before I upload the next one, that all of them on Spotify and iTunes will be broken into chapters. So we will do that. Thank you for the suggestion. Last question he has, have you considered having Wisconsin-born NFL pros on your podcast? I think that's a good topic. I think there's plenty of them. We just have to do get, get some research and get some followers and, and reach out to some of these people. And hopefully they'd want to come in and and listen to the average cheese. Yeah, I think it's a great idea, and we'll look into it for sure. I think there are enough guys out there that it would be interesting to talk to. So thanks, Mike from Tosa. We will look into your suggestions, and thanks for the question. Please keep them coming. So here we go, topic one. So we'll start with the offense, guys that are coming in or leaving the Packers. Probably the biggest offensive signing is Rick Wagner, the right tackle that they signed. Uh, signed to a two-year contract, was with the Lions, 30 years old, former Wisconsin guy. Go with your thoughts. What do you think about Rick Wagner? I don't like it at all. Um, I, I think it's going to be one of the biggest you know, holes that they're uh, – he's not Balaga, let's put it that way. Um, I think you know, I, I understand moving on from Balaga with his age and the type of money he went, but I think that this guy is not going to be able to uh, hold it down. 
Um, I don't think you can invest enough money in protecting Aaron Rodgers. Um, he was cut by the Lions. He's 30 years old. I just don't know whether or not he can is going to be the answer for, um, on this two-year contract. You know, I think the money is is the reason. Uh, Balaga signed for $10 million with the Chargers, and he deserved yeah. every penny of it. He's a great right tackle, yeah. probably one of the best in the league. He got $19 million in guaranteed money. You, you have to yeah. – you have to, hats off to that guy because he just got paid, and he deserved to. Uh, Wagner yeah. is going to be $5.5 million per year with only $3.5 million guaranteed. Uh, the Packers did hedge their bets with the money. You know, that's not a ton of money. He's definitely a stopgap guy. I mean, he's again, he's 31. He hasn't been great. He hasn't been bad, but he hasn't been great. He is definitely in there to plug a hole for a very short amount of time. Yeah, and who knows if uh, any of the rookies are – it's going to be an interesting shuffle out of the deck of the offensive line because there's a lot of guys uh, coming back. There's some new new talent from the draft. So right now I think he's the guy at right tackle, but – We'll see how it plays out. I know well, that Balaga, you know, I hated seeing him go. I think a lot of fans probably hated seeing him go. That guy stays he- is healthy in his career. He's probably a, a multiple-time uh, All-Pro, no doubt. Yeah, he was a great player. And, and I'm sorry to see him go. You can't pay a 31-year-old. We couldn't with all no. the things coming up the pipe with, you know, the guys we need to sign for next year. You couldn't keep Brian Balaga, so you go out and try to get a guy to fill a hole. And I think what you said last time, I, I did look into it. Runyon played left tackle at Michigan. Hmm. Maybe they move him to right tackle. You know, maybe he in the long term yeah. is the answer. But Rick Wagner is a stopgap. Other guys that, that came on, well, we restructured Link Taylor's contract. Uh, he was hurt, and now he's back. He provides good depth. Uh, he yeah. sat behind Billy Turner. Billy Turner was god-awful last year. Christ. I think the only reason he stayed is that they can't afford to cut him. Yeah, maybe he adds depth, but but my I guess my question was I thought he was he was the starter and then if Jenkins came in for Taylor, right? When he was hurt. Turner played the right side. Lane Taylor I think he would back up uh Jenkins at the left side, but I think that he's yeah. probably better than Turner on the right side. I mean Usually those guys are at least a little bit interchangeable. I wouldn't be surprised if Lucas Patrick ends up at right guard at some point instead of Billy Turner, who was fucking awful last year. You mentioned Lucas Patrick. He's, he's, he signed uh, another two-year extension. So I think that he's kind of that, that piece on the offensive line that, who may not get a starting position, but he's going to be the rover who can kind of fill several different spots. Yeah, he'll back up at center too, probably, right? Yep, I think he, he'll too. back up center, back up guard. He's a guy you have for depth. Really, you know, we talked about the young guys last week. We hope that those young guys don't ever have to see the field because that means that we're really decimated with injuries because there's enough veteran guys who have had real snaps, who, you know, who should be able to play. But who knows? Maybe there's another El- Elton Jenkins in there. I mean, he, he was a rookie last year and had a pretty solid, solid year, so... Yeah, Jenkins was great. So, I mean, if one of these young guys steps up and we can let Taylor and Patrick be backups and let Turner be a backup, great. I mean, whoever the best player is will play. I just hope that it's – they have to be good. They can't just be the body in there. Overall, I think that the offensive line is solid, except I'm just really weary about the right tackle position. I'm really afraid that it's just going to be this situation where Rodgers is just running for his life every time. So – I hope it's not not true, but I'm just really concerned in that area. Right tackle is the concern for sure. Despite that, we let Jason Spriggs go. Yeah, bye bye. <laughs> not that he would have been any kind of uh, answer at right tackle at all. Yeah, it's and great. when I <laughs> and when I say running for your life, Rogers running for your life, it was every time that guy was in the game. <laughs> 
Yeah, Jason Spriggs, I think, was a second-round pick. He was freaking terrible. He was awful. But yeah, goodbye. And yeah. I hope he plays it with the Bears. If, he's, if he starts Is that right where he tackle, went? Yes. He, he did? With the Bears. Huh. I'm happy that uh, the Bears take all of our crap. Like, thank you for right. going. Granted, Spriggs signed for less than a million with the Bears. He's probably right. not going to make the roster. He's that's no, one of those contracts, no, no. no guaranteed money. No. You know, let's see what you can do. Here's your second try and welcome to Fibland. Yeah. <laughs> He's freaking terrible. Uh Jared Veld here. I think he retired, didn't he? I don't even know. He was probably even worse than Spriggs. I, I I'm not they, even sure. I thought they pulled him out of retirement last year. Hmm. I, I don't know. Whatever it is. I think that the Packers have enough he's, depth where it doesn't make any difference if he comes back. No, he's probably just floating around in free agency somewhere. Yeah, as of today, he is still unsigned. Whatever. Tyler Urban, former Packer, current Packer, he's back. He's valuable. How many return oh, yards sure. did the Packers have before Tyler Urban came around? It was not much. I actually think it was in the negatives on punt <laughs> return. I think they had negative punt return yards until he actually ran one for about eight yards and put them over the zero line. I'm glad to see him back. He, he's versatile. He can catch the ball in the backfield. And they need a guy that can return kicks. They need a guy like that. Irvin is – that's that's a LaFleur guy right there on the, on the offensive side of the ball. A guy you can plug and play multiple positions. He can return punts. He can return kicks. You can put him as a running back. You can put him probably even in the slot. Who knows? The guy's – he's an experienced vet, and he's he's a trustworthy player to plug out there. On, on the offensive side of the ball, and that fits Lafleur's scheme every single time. So, well, if he doesn't good, run good to see him back for sure. Yeah, if he doesn't run awesome. backwards with punts. He's going to be better than than the alternative. And he catches the football. He's not a fumble, you know, a problem with losing a football. So, yeah, I like him. Day. That was a good good pickup last year. I was glad to see that happen. Absolutely, and at like a million a year, he's that's a steal. Sure. Who do we lose? Uh, we lost Danny Vitale. He is now with the Patriots. Not much of an yeah. impact. Yeah, I mean, it, I think we talked about this last show a little bit. I don't, I don't know how much of an actual, you know, fullback position is part of what Lafleur wants, right? I don't think there's really that position exists. If it does, it's more of an H back, which I think he's kind of leaning towards. So I don't even know if this position is going to exist on on the Packers um, going forward. But I mean, he was very like one dimensional player. He was just like he was just a north south extra blocker kind of guy he didn't he didn't really fit into what lafleur wants he wants those versatile guys who can do a lot of multiple things so no no big deal yeah i'll just move on to wide receivers tight ends man we got a lot of those guys yeah got a lot got a lot going on here a lot of movement i'd say the biggest the biggest name of all is devin funches uh he he's a guy young guy still who's been given up on by two teams yeah, signed a one-year contract with us. Um, huge guy. I mean, he, he's like 6'4", 230-ish, somewhere in there. That's another thing. Uh, on the, the Packers have kind of moved into the era of like these big-bodied receivers. I mean, you look at Funchess, you look at Lazard, you look at Kumaro, a couple other guys. They're all 6'4 and above. There's at least four or five guys that are 6'4 and above. They're huge. Yeah, this is a big dude. And I, wonder, yeah, very. I mean, he was drafted, I want to say, second round with Carolina. <laughs> it doesn't make any difference, but he was a high draft pick. There were high expectations for this guy. He never, I mean, he never played up to those expectations. And him getting hurt in the first game last year by the Colts, I don't know, a one-year deal. You know, he's not making a ton of money. 
Yeah. I think he's on a like prove it that you can play in the, in the NFL still type situation. Two and a half million per year. That, that's nothing. But he's he could be he could be a yeah. player. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the type of receiver I think a lot of fans were looking for. I think everybody's looking for that speed guy to to, to spread the to spread a defense, uh, which we still don't have. So it wasn't like when when they got him out of free agency, I was like, okay, you know, he's he's kind of a lizard, but okay. I mean, he's a wily vet. He's got some. He's got some pretty good numbers in his career, but, and who knows? I mean, a guy like this, he's kind of on that cusp of like, I need to resurrect my career and coming to Green Bay and knowing that you got AFR throwing you the ball, that's got to motivate you, right? If you're ever going to get motivated in your career, now's the time. Right, right. If you can't make it with Aaron Rodgers, then your your career is over. 40 catches, like 600 yards a season. I mean, yeah. that that's a that's a player. That's a decent player. I mean, yeah. we'll see. We, we need like 50 catches out of him, like 600 yards or something. Right. We need to take some pressure off of Devontae Adams. If anybody can of take course. pressure off of Adams and can be that decent second guy, that's great. And I think it's going to be – it's going to be uh, – that'll be another interesting battle in uh, camp is that number two spot because I think Lazard is in that spot. And then you have you know a free agent signing like Funches coming in. It's going to be interesting that who, who takes that number two uh, wide receiver position out of those guys well in the nfl today you play with three right but you need a decent two yeah. you know alan lazard coming back i think was you had to bring that guy back he oh, played well in, in the yeah. opportunities that he got my complaint actually is they, they only signed him to a one-year deal like yeah. this is a young guy that has proven that he can play he you know he knew the playbook without much yeah. you know, much issue so let's sign that guy to a two or three-year deal i don't the know the difference with lazard and the other guys that have that were kind of in his same kind of like skill level that they were all evaluating over the past, you know, year or two is that he proved he could play during games. Right. I mean, he performed when it was time to perform. Um, he was reliable and now he's got, you know, a couple of playoff games under his belt, including an NFC championship game. That's going to do a lot for him going into this year. So like you said, I, I thought a one-year contract was a little light, but I think he's there's I, I guess the Packers are looking at like the jury's still kind of out on him. Looking at him like the, the that eye test says that he can play. And of all yeah. the guys we talk about today, he signed for the least amount of money. Really? Yeah. Lazard huh. $675,000, no guaranteed money. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's kind of a slap in the nuts like, well, dude, that's a cheap contract. Like your your agent should be fired. That's an awful contract for a guy that can play the game. Yeah, especially at number two for for Aaron Rodgers, right? Right. <laughs> Poor dude. Uh, I think he's um, going to have a big year. I think he's he is in poised for a breakout year. Uh, out of, uh, there's a there's a bunch of guys, but Lazard is definitely one of those guys for like that breakout. Year. He had a sort of a breakout year last year, but I think this year now he's got a lot of that experience under his belt. This year is going to be the year for him to really do really perform. So. I don't know if he outplays Devin Funches, but he he's the, he's a two or the three somewhere in there. I think he's definitely the second or third guy, best guy on the roster. No doubt. So moving on, Reggie Begleton. This yeah. this should be I don't he's know if guy. I'm even saying his name right. I don't know either. He's my guy, man. He's my dark horse. I like that guy. Uh, you got to love the story. Um, I don't know if you've read a bunch of the story on him, man, but he's he's got a really cool story. Guy, who, he was a walk-on at Lamar University, super small, like Texas town. I was going to say, and, where even is Lamar? Is yeah. in Texas? The guy's like, you know, really, uh, he, needed some, he, he needed a way to pay for college and walked on to the football team. He, uh, I think he broke all the receiving records there, which, you know, is what it is. 
but ended up in the Canadian Football League too. Um, and he's got he's he's got some life uh, events that has that occurred with him too that are they're really interesting, man. He's a solid character guy. So by the way, Reggie, if you're listening, we're uh, we're still waiting on you uh, coming on our show for our very first uh, Packer interview. So. Hit us up, man. I'd love to have that guy on, right? Like, that's that's the kind of guy yeah. you, that you want to see make the Packer roster. I mean, Lazard is that guy from last year, right? Oh, He's on sure. the practice squad with the uh, with the Jaguars, I believe. Reggie yep. Begleton, I hope, is that guy, too. From Ready Texas, to. went to school in Texas. Young guy, 6'2", 205. Like, he's got a he's got an NFL receiver body. He's not a midget. He's not, you know, 5'8", and going to have to play in the slot. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. I don't know. He, maybe he finds himself. If, if there is a role within the wide receiving core, it is that slot person. So maybe he finds that as his role. He caught 102 yeah. balls last year for Calgary. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. That's yeah. a lot. He broke all kinds of records up there, man. I mean, he's, he's pretty legit. I, I guess the Packers, you know, they're – Got some scouts up there looking around the CFL. They, they must be looking. Out of there. Be looking in Canada because they signed an undrafted guy out of a, a college in Canada. Also, a defensive back. His name escapes me right now. But they they must have been looking out around up there because uh, kid. I'll find his name later. The kid from Montreal something college ran like a four three six forty something freaky like that. Hmm. So they must be up there. Whoever their guy is, their the Packers scout is in Canada. Good work. Yeah, we're pulling for Begleton. No doubt. He's, he's my dark horse, man. Love the guy. We'll see how he does. Uh, Mercedes Lewis is back. Uh, yep. I, I th- he's like, we talked about him last time. He's a good player, decent player. Yeah. He knows his role. He does. He's 35, 15th year in the league. I think <laughs> the Packers obviously really wanted him back. Cause I think he only stayed on the, he was like a free agent and then they signed him like the same day. So they definitely wanted him back. He, he just adds depth and um, experience to the tight end core. He's a good mentor for the young guys. There's plenty of young guys in, with, with the tight ends. So it's almost like kind of having that player coach kind of role almost. When we need to rely on somebody uh, out there, he's going to be the guy for sure. Well, he's the guy that blocks. If you look at the rest sure. of the guys yeah. on the roster, none of those guys are on the roster to block guys. He's the guy you bring in and short yardage mm-hmm. or when, you know, third you know, third down or whatever. That's that's Mercedes Lewis's role. And once in a while, he'll sneak out and catch something. Good good signing. Good to see him back. Whitewater Jesus is back. Jake Kumaro. Yeah, I like Kumaro. He did some good things. I think uh, Rodgers actually trusts him. And I think Rodgers is actually, uh, you can tell you, they, they definitely have a chemistry going on. Just depends on where, you know, where is he going to fit on the depth chart this year? Probably about the same as he did last year in that kind of fourth-ish I didn't really realize how tall he was either until I actually looked him up, but he's like 6'4", too. I mean, didn't, I think I, he I didn't, started at Northern Illinois or something like that. Like, he, did, he wasn't at Whitewater the whole time. Yeah, but he's under – they got him back on a one-year contract. He did some good things last year when they needed him, too. If he's See a four, he five, six guy, as long as he's not your two, you know, if, you, if you're expecting him to, you know, catch 10, 15, 20 balls, he's fine. Yeah. He's serviceable. I'm surprised they didn't put him back on kicks when they really needed him last year, you know, when they were going through those game after game after game, it was just like a total debacle. It was like, throw Kumaro back there. He doesn't have the speed and stuff, but sure. He's pretty sure handed. I don't know. Yeah. Speaking of kick returners, oh, Darius, Darius Shepard is back. Darius Shepard who tore up the preseason. He, everybody's like, yeah. Oh, Darius Shepard. Yeah. He's the story. Yeah. <laughs> he did nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what happened to Darius. But, he fumbled that punt, and they were like, forget it, dude. You had your shot. Yeah. Shot is like over. Against the Lions. He caught one ball. Yeah, he caught one ball for a yard. Something like that, it, it happens in the NFL, right? Great camp. 
you impress everybody, you, f- you find yourself on the roster, decent spot on the depth chart, you actually get in the game and then... <laughs> you fuck it all up. It's career over. He'll be back, but he's, he's, he's back again. and I'm sure he'll find a spot on the roster somewhere. Maybe, maybe not. I think Tyler Irvin being signed might not be good for Darius Shepard's career. We'll see. They, they brought him back, though. So, I mean, they, they must think something of him. Yeah. Practice yeah. squad guy or something. Robert Tanyan is back. Uh, honestly, I thought he was going to be a, a pretty decent player, and I thought he was, he'd be a good second tight end. But Yeah. I don't know why they have him back, to be honest. I, I think it's, you know, get, getting Degora in there, or Degora, however you say it. I think getting him in there this year is, are they going to keep that many tight ends? I want to say that Tanyan is back on the roster for less. He, he Okay, I'm looking at it now. Three quarters of a million, no signing bonus. He's cut. Yeah. Gonna, they're going to see it, how Sternberger is and how Deguara is. I don't know. Tanya, I don't think Tanya makes the team. I, I don't even know why you bring him back. Well, you probably you brought him back because you didn't know you are going to draft Deguara, right? And, and then once you have him, he's probably... Yeah, Tanya might find himself on the practice squad this year. Possibly. I think someone will snatch him off the roster because he did play meaningful snaps with the Packers last year and show that he can do a little something. I'm sure there's some team out there that will take him off the practice squad That's, and he'll be with somebody else. It'll, it'll be interesting where he – I mean, he's, they only signed him for a year or so. So who's out? This is, this is probably our – this is my favorite part of the yeah. receiver core. Yes. Jimmy the Statue Graham, no longer God. a Packer. Yeah, he was, he was a – Experiment gone wrong. I mean, he did nothing with the Packers. It was kind of hard to watch almost because the guy's, you know, probably an NFL Hall of Famer. But he was a great see, player. Yeah. I mean, statistically, he's probably going to find himself in the NFL Hall of Fame. I mean, he's got some crazy stats uh, when he was with the Saints in Seattle. Yeah. But man, I mean, it was just three years of, whew, man, that was brutal to watch. He sucked. I mean, he, he couldn't even fall forward. That guy would get a, catch a ball and just stand there and wait for someone to smack him in the back. And if no one did, then he oh, would yeah. try to go forward. There would be like 180-pound defensive backs just like barely tripping him up at the ankles, and he'd fall. Like, he was the easiest person to tackle. He had no yards after catch ever. I mean, and he was like seven foot ten, and he couldn't post anybody up in the red zone. It's like, dude, you have one job, really. Is that's to catch touchdown passes. You can't even do that. Stiff arm somebody. Or, like, lower your shoulders. You just run those guys over. But, man, he, he was tough to watch, man. And I think you, you could see last year, too, is, like, a lot of times when he was on the field and Rodgers was back there just, like, looking for someone to be open, he was never open. He just can't get open anymore. My favorite part of this is that the Bears signed him for, like, $8 million or something a season. Something stupid. Like, did he? Yes. Did he tear up the that. Bears in the in the games? I'm looking. I have to like look at his game log because did he like catch a bunch of balls against the Bears? Or they thought he oh, should. He should. We be should tired. sign this idiot. Yeah, he should like, retire. It's fucking terrible. He was awful. I love the Bears for that. I'm trying to and look some, at his and another person uh, on the who's out list that is in the same boat as Allison. I mean, he was terrible. So I, I was not sad to see Jeremiah Allison take off either. No, he also went to a, a division rival. Right. Went to the Lions. What, what, what are they thinking? Do they not watch tape? I don't know. Allison was the same thing. I mean, you barely, like, breathe on that guy, and he'd fall down. And he also had that, like, 6'6 six, six body. You're like, this yeah. guy, he's going to be able to catch balls over, guys. Yep. Yeah, no. That didn't happen. That didn't happen at all. Yeah, he was I didn't, garbage. I don't know. Was. I'm not sorry, sorry to see him go. He was terrible. No, no. So you want to get into the defense? Yeah. 
Yeah. So our next topic is on defense. Who's in? Who's out? Um, why don't you start? Defensive line. Uh, let's see. Defensive line. There's a couple guys uh, in the offseason um, that they, they signed in. These guys are mostly you know, already have playing experience in, in the NFL. Trayvon Hester from the Redskins. Uh, yeah, I think he's in like his fourth year. He's coming in. Probably just adding some depth to the defensive line. Um, he's coming with a, kind of a mixed bag of injuries, though. He's going to have his uh, work cut out for him to get on the squad, too. Isn't so. he the guy? I think Trey, and I could be wrong. I'm wrong so many times. I think that Trayvon Hester is the guy that tipped that kick that doinked off the uh, goalpost for the Bears. Oh, I want to say he was. I'm going to have to look him up. I'm almost positive he's the one that got his finger on that kick for the Bears and then it, it caused it to you know go sideways and double doink and miss. <laughs> I feel That's like that possible. was just – I thought the Packers were just trolling for that. They just picked him up just to, you know, for the middle finger that he is. Yeah. He's definitely a, a depth guy. Same with Gerald Willis. They claimed him too off waivers from the, from the Dolphins. He's coming with like a – he's had a hip injury. So we'll see if the two of those um, – they're not big names, but they're probably just more like depth guys to kind of see where they can kind of find a spot. Yeah, I mean – it's not like Dean Lowry and Tyler Lancaster were great, you know, last oh. year. Oh, I, I got some stuff on Lancaster. I think these, these are def- – <laughs> I mean, if you – I'm looking at the Packer depth chart right now. Willis and Hester are like the three and four nose tackle. Yeah. Uh, Montrevious Evans got busted, you know, what was that, three weeks ago? Got arrested in Georgia. Adams? Yeah, Montrevious yeah. Adams got busted with like an ounce of weed or something, which really makes no yeah. difference at all. Yeah. Someone has to take some uh, snaps away from Kenny Clark like that. He cannot be playing that dang much, or that dude's gonna wear out. Yeah, they gotta preserve him somehow. He's gotta take a breather. But maybe it's Kiki. I don't know. I hope so. I, I, I mean, I know that that's not his natural position to be playing in the middle. No, that's not. But he's the best. I mean, of all the guys on the roster, he's the probably the best next option rather see him in a game all day than any of these other clowns we just talked about montrevious adams who i thought was gonna be a player hasn't done jack or you bring back mike mike daniels it's working out he's posting videos all over twitter love mike daniels being a wrestling coach and mike daniels being a former wrestler you know every time mike daniels would make a tackle for the packers i would tweet our our high school team (laughs) every time him him and and clark clark and daniels two wrestlers right next to each other oh clarkers yeah, Kenny Clark was a wrestler too. Oh, I didn't know that. Got all kinds of – I love those two dudes. So I'd love to see Daniels back in a Packers uniform. Honestly, if you cut Willis and Hester and, and Lancaster and brought back Mike Daniels and gave him a shot, I'd rather see Mike Daniels in a Packer uniform. He's got a lot to prove. He wants to be in Green Bay. People have, like, tweeted out to him, like, hey. And he's like, yeah, bring, bring it on. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. all over that. And he's that fiery dude, too, that you don't see oh, sure. a lot. I'll take that guy all day long. Cut the rest of these fools, in my opinion. Well, they did sign Lancaster to a year contract, so he's definitely uh, – I would say if there's a weak link on the line, it's definitely Lancaster. I mean, in he's had 28 career games. He's produced one and a half sacks, only 36 tackles, 56 are combined, and then he's only touched the quarterback three times. And that's, he's not right. That's 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 terrible. And he's not terrible. the guy. You know, some guys their only job is to take on blockers, take on blockers, and let the rest of the guys make plays. Lowry and Lancaster, neither one of those guys are no. that guy. 
They're no. not that 350 pound guy. Where's that guy? Where's the Gilbert Brown type guy? Because Kenny Clark, I think, could move to end in the three four scheme. It's still an inside guy. I yeah. mean, there's no fat guy on the line that could just take up two blockers at a time. I mean, imagine if offensive lines had to worry about Lancaster and Lowry, what that would do with, for the Smiths. And for Clark. Right. Exactly. And for Clark, yeah, for sure. You got two but they, guys they are like, zero threat. I want Mike Daniels. The rest of those guys can, can be cut as far as I'm concerned. Unless Hester can block a kick against the Bears, then he can be cut after that. The biggest signing of the free agency period is Christian Kirksey, yeah, former, for sure. former Brown. Yeah, two-year contract. He only played in nine games in the last two seasons. And most of that's all because of injury. So I think the Browns just needed somebody more reliable and they couldn't uh, keep him around anymore. But he's, he's going to have a, a huge workload and huge responsibility being that middle guy. So... Hopefully he com- comes in healthy and, and ready to go because he's going to have a, a big workload. He came in. He's going to replace Blake Martinez, who left and I was with the Giants. He's cheaper. He's more athletic. He's a little bit older. He's definitely cheaper because of his injury history. right? I, right. I, I'm, I'm okay with I like this guy. I mean, this guy gets after people. He does make plays. He makes plays. He does the things right. that Blake Martinez never did. Um, yeah, we mentioned that last time. If Martinez he's healthy, just could, wasn't a playmaker for whatever no. reason. Kirksey's going to be on the, on the line of scrimmage we want him to be on, right? He's going to go to the other side of the line of scrimmage where we want to make plays behind the ball and not in front of the ball. He's solely a Packer because he couldn't stay healthy. And the amount of, like, the amount of money they signed him for, the Packers stole this dude. If he really? plays to a high level, he's a steal. And he knows that. He has to know that, that he's playing for the next big contract, really. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's not the big – I mean, I thought they were going to go after, like, a bigger name. I don't know who was even available out there in the free agency for linebackers. But I was thinking – or I was hoping that getting rid of Martinez, which I, I thought it was time for him to go, um, I was hoping for a little bit bigger name. But like you said, I think they got him on the cheap, and he's he's pretty talented. So if he stays healthy, we've he's going to be all the bang we need for our buck. Right, and at least that you know the injuries he had. It's not like he had two knee injuries, and we're worried about his knee going out again. He he, you yeah. know, he had a hamstring, and then he had a chest injury. So there's two different things. Is he like made a, a glass or whatever, and he's hurt all the time? Yeah. Possibly. Yeah, it was a torn pectoral. Well, on top of him being athletic and him him being a veteran, he played with the Browns under Petten. So he's going to come in. He's going to know the defense. That adds value. I think he's going to be awesome. This is the, by far the best signing. It's a need pick. We got him on the cheap, and he can play. I, I don't know what else you can ask yeah. for in that situation. I think I just made up a word. I said pectoral. So yeah, maybe that's a new muscle <laughs> somewhere. But I'll uh, correct myself. It's a yeah. yeah. It's a pectoral. Instead of pectoral. BJ Goodson and Fackrell both finally departed. The one play that I'll never... I think the play that, (laughs) for me, that defines Fackrell's career was he... I don't know who it was against. I'll have to find it. Some tackle just completely bitch-slapped him. Just, like, threw him out of the way, and I stood there and looked at him. Like, what are you doing here? Like, he was a six-year-old. Fackrell had some, you know, decent games. He is also... Him and Martinez are both with the Giants. I know. Why? I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I was just glad to see them go. Uh, Kyler Fackrell really was a frustration every time I'd watch watch him on the field. Average at best player. The Average Giants at best. Can have, they can have him. They can have Martinez too, who I thought was a decent player. But Where did Goodson go? I, I don't think good. Mm, I don't think Goodson is on anybody's roster. He's in that. 
stay. Oh no, <laughs> we traded him uh, for Christian Kirksey. He's oh, with the, he's with the Browns. Oh, okay. Well, we won. We won on that fine. one again. Yeah, if you can play BJ Goodson on the train tracks and he can only run straight ahead, he's a heck yep. of a player. I don't know. Get where the money is. I know that you have to have a certain amount after you've been in the league for a certain amount of time, right? But how BJ Goodson is worth two and a half million dollars is completely beyond me. That's like yeah, a half well, a million per tackle. He's, he's garbage. <laughs> yeah, he is. So, so definitely, we definitely him. upgraded there. We needed an upgrade. We got it. If Kirksey stays healthy, we're in good shape. Definitely. Um, if there was ever the game, you know, the, the NFC Championship game that we that uh, Martinez was exposed. I mean, that was it. I'm glad. Uh, yeah, Kirksey is a huge upgrade. Free agent defensive backs: Shannon Sull- Sullivan, Will Redmond. Yeah. Just guys. You know, depth guys. No, no splash. I mean, so, Sullivan, Sullivan made plays last year. Yeah, every, good every, players. Seemed, seemed like every time he was on the field, Sullivan had something, you know, he, he was making some plays. So I think it, right now on the depth chart, he's behind um, Jair. And these guys are less than a million apiece. Like the, yeah. those are guys you can cut. If, if you know, if, if Vernon Scott is a player, you can cut these guys and, and you really don't, you don't miss much. Uh, the Packers also uh, signed an undra- uh, undrafted free agent out of Baylor, Henry Black. I saw so, that. So he, yeah. I mean, he's in the mix too. They're all the, the one problem is besides Amos, they're all pretty well. Raven Green is a veteran too, but they're all pretty young. Like Darnell Savage, your your free safety is young. Redmond is relatively young. You got to have some veteran guys back there. Amos is that guy. I get it. He's the one oh, that's sure. going to be making making the calls and telling guys where to go. Raven Green last year was like really impressing in camp. I remember like there was a lot of talk around him and then he got hurt and I was like, shit, I really wanted to see that guy uh, do some stuff on the field. Yeah. Let's see where he ends up. I, I don't know if he plays strong safety. I think that's his deal, right? He's up yeah. like near the line of scrimmage type type thing. Everyone's still waiting for Josh Jackson to come around, I guess. And I don't, I don't know what the deal is with him. I know he's a solid player, but you know, I think he's got some speed issues still waiting for him to develop and get out there. I was totally wrong on Josh Jackson. I thought he was. I thought he was going to be great. I thought in the third round, or I think they drafted him in the third round out of Iowa. Yeah, Iowa like I thought, yeah. yeah, this is a guy. This guy can play. He's a good pick at three. And I, I don't know if he's just not fast enough, or or if he was one of those college corners that would just grab guys and kind of like hold on and and run with guys. I, I don't know. But this is his make or break year. He's he's either in or out with the Packers after this year. Yeah, that's for, that's for sure. I hope I hope he stays, man. I really do. I mean, if there's ever a, if there's ever a group on the on either side of the football for the Packers that's as solid and has the most depth, it's this group. I mean, it, it's solid all around. You got two, you know, two corners that could possibly get see themselves in a Pro Bowl this year. Darnell Savage is probably knocking on the door as well. He's he's close. And then you all these young guys like Sullivan, Green, Redmond, Jackson, and Holman. You just drafted Scott, picked up Henry Black. You got NFL deep. guys on this. Oh, roster. definitely. No superstars. I mean, Amos isn't a superstar. I think Savage could be. He's got the physical tools to be a, a rock star, but he's a second-year yeah. guy. That's yeah. when they're supposed to make their big jumps, right? I mean, Savage he's, was great last year. That's what I mean. I mean, he was already good as, as a rookie. This year should be his year to really uh, really shine. What do you do with Tremont Williams? I mean, he's still out there. I'm sorry. I, for whatever <laughs> – um, he, he, he did provide a lot of stability last year. I, I will give him that. And he's been, you know, he's been a great guy in the locker room. He's been a great Packer, um, you know. But, man, I just can't get that Seattle game out of my head. 
no matter what I do. And dude's so. like 400 years old. I, what, yeah. what, how do they bring, you know, like in college, they bring back like grad assistants. Yeah. I wonder if they could bring Tremont Williams back in some kind of coaching role. He's still young enough to kind of provide, you know, yeah. like technical stuff. He's smart. Guy played in the league forever. Yeah. I'd love to see him bring Tremont Williams back in a coaching role. I think I'm sure, I'm sure he's still looking for, a, you know, somewhere to play. Because I'm yeah. sure he's like all players, they still think they can play even when they're 80 years old. But maybe he won't get that and the Packers can bring him in in, in a different yeah. you know, role. He's a free agent right now. I have a feeling like if, a, if another team calls him up, or maybe they already have. Maybe he's got some things going on with other teams that he, he could have possibly found himself on, on another team. I don't want to see him back as a Packer, though, this year. They don't need him back, right. No. I mean, I love Tremont Williams, and he's done great things for the Packers. But, yeah, I only see him as a coach. That's the only way I see Tremont Williams back. And then House retired, finally. Yeah, never, you know. Never a big, I was never a big fan of Devon House. So. No, even the first time he was around, you didn't like Devon House. No, both of those guys. Yeah. Never a big fan of either one of them. Uh, the Packers also lost Ibrahim Campbell to Tennessee. It's actually yeah. a loss. Like, the guy's you a good so? player, too. Yeah, I think he was a decent player. Like, I think he was in that whole Raven Green, Redmond. Yeah. Like, I don't think there was a whole lot of difference between any of those guys. Right. And he didn't play a lot. I think you know, he didn't play a lot of snaps last year. But it's not a huge loss. But it's not, it's not like you're just letting some guy go that could play. Maybe they let him go to, because they, you know, going into the draft, they wanted to get a young guy like Vernon Scott. Oh, I think Vernon Scott is more versatile than Ibrahim Campbell. So, yeah, I think we upgraded without really spending sure. any money. What are your thoughts on bringing Clay Matthews back? Yes? No? Dude, I'm, I'm the biggest Clay Matthews fan ever. <laughs> oh, well, yes? Got, still sporting the jersey. The whole family's got 52 jerseys. I think my wife has Rodgers, though. But, yeah, I've been a big fan of his ever since he came on the field uh, in, a, in a Green Bay jersey. So I think right now, man, I, I think he would be a great piece to have on, on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, he could, he could be – you know, he can give both the Smiths a breather uh, when they need it. He adds that spark during times of the game where, where you actually need it. Veteran leadership. He's a locker room guy. He can kind of really help bring along Rashawn Gary. If things fall through with Kirksey, Kirksey gets banged up or whatever. I mean, the depth chart at middle linebacker is really not, you know, are you going to bring in Oren Burke or Ty Summers? Or would you rather have Clay Matthews? So I think he can fluctuate between those positions and provide a lot of uh, depth and veteran experience. So I say absolutely bring him in. It's hard because we really bagged on Matthews when he was here because he he didn't get dirty. He didn't show up in the stat line a lot. That last year in Green Bay, mm, he, yeah. he didn't do much. Well, in his defense, which of course I will do because I'm a huge Clay Matthews fan, I will say this. Dude played a lot of, of games. You, you know, he had that off-and-on hamstring injury for a couple of years there, but the Packers were in the playoffs almost every year. Dude played a lot of games. They, they depended on him a lot. So I think bring him back at, you know, a reduced role. Say, hey, Clay, we're going we're gonna to give you X amount of snaps. You're going to be going in for the Smiths if Kirksey needs a breather or if Kirksey gets banged up, you're going to be going in at middle linebacker. I think it makes sense. I think he played a lot of games. And once you get into that 10-year mark and the role that he was, you know, yeah, he started to so he started to slow down. He lost the stuff. You know, he played – the year he played inside linebacker with the Packers, like 2015, yeah. 2016, he was relatively productive from there. I know. 
I know. If you, you know, I know that's not his natural position, but if you, I'm, I'm looking up his stats now. If you can get six and a half sacks out of your inside guy, and he can make yeah. tackles on the inside, then that, then you bring that guy back early in free agency. The Ravens and the Packers were interested in Clay Matthews. Now the Ravens went and drafted two young guys. They're no longer interested. You're basically bringing right. Clay Matthews in for uh, the probably the veteran. They won't give him the veteran minimum. They'll give him more than that because he's Clay Matthews and he's been a Packer. So they'll give him the respect of a, a little bit more money. But but I think you have to sign Clay Matthews. You need to see if he's still got gas in the tank. And if he does, you put him out there. He can play yeah. still. Then you you put him out there. I I don't know. He, the the one caveat he, is he has to take his HGH. If he doesn't, <laughs> then he can't come back. Yeah, he's he's got to go back to HGH. Uh, Clay Matthews. What's he got to lose? You know, if he gets suspended. Shit, who cares? I mean, might be his yeah, last the year other the other question is who's going to wear fifty two? Yeah, you're going to have to sharpie marker <laughs> off Matthews' name and put Gary on there. That's your favorite Packer, Sean oh, Gary. So God. you just want the fifty two. Take one of those little scissors and snip the Matthews' name off there, and just wear fifty two. I mean, does Gary just like Clay comes walking into the to the locker room? I mean, what does Gary do? Like, hey man, I mean, what what's that conversation like? I think Matthews has to take a different number, especially coming in as a, a, ref, a free agent that nobody wants. You can't yeah. just go, hey, kid, I'm 52. No, no you're not, you at, brother. Yeah. It, he played with the Rams last year. I mean, he, dude broke his jaw and came back and played. And he, had, he brought decent numbers. He had eight sacks last year. Yeah. Think, in 13 yeah. games. Yeah. That's not, that's not bad numbers. But coming in off a broken jaw, yeah, I'd say that's all right. He's, so. he's a tough dude, and he's a fiery dude. And I, I think you got to have some of those guys. I, that's why you have to have the Daniels and the Matthews, yep. especially and if you're, you're bringing those, these dudes in on the cheap. And those games that are just like those grind-out games that are just like where the defense has been on the field, it's a close game, it's fourth quarter, stuff like that. I'd love to take Matthews off the bench and be like, dude, go in there and get this game. You know, go finish this fucking game. You know, go fire this place up. Get the crowd involved. Get the get the guys woken up on the field. I, I think it makes sense. Unlimited snaps, absolutely. Because if he can come in and he's just the guy that that you know takes a couple snaps away from Kirksey, takes a couple snaps away from the Smiths, that's super valuable. I and mean, we talked about it last week. If you take snaps away from those guys and you come down to the NFC Championship game and those guys are not dead tired, that's a win. Whatever you've paid Matthews, if he can, even if he just comes in and plays a couple snaps a game, the Packers, He's the Packer fan fans favorite. love him, and you love him. I do. I have a serious man crush on him. <laughs> My man crush is, is Kenny Clark. So, and you know this. Anytime yep. Kenny Clark does some shit, I gotta let you know he wrestled. Awesome. Yeah, that's pretty much it, man. I think that's that's the whole show. Anything else you want to talk about? No. Well, I think we got it all covered. So let me thank the sponsors then. Do it. Thanks again to Andy at thirdeyegraphics.net. We love the things that you've done for us. Thank you so much for our graphics. Uh, if you have any multimedia needs, go see Andy at thirdeyegraphics.net. Also, thanks to Dwight at DDG Customs. Our shirts are going to be your Saturday, so I will put them on the kayak nice. so you can get them by you know 2021 if you're still living nice. in Hawaii. Nice. Uh, Dwight does custom shoes. And and Ooh. shirts. So I'm thinking about getting some custom Packer shoes from Sweet. Dwight. Yeah. yeah. Thanks to them. Thanks again for listening. Thanks to our listener, Mike from Tosa, for adding some questions today. We hope you'll join us for episode two, where we talk about predictions for the 2021 season and how that will go for our Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go.